Hey guys, check out Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0, brought to you by Mama Jumbo Shrimp, a fully updated second edition, reviewed and revised by an expert panel of certified Italian wine ambassadors from across the globe. The book also includes an edition by Professore Attilio Scienza, Italy's leading vine geneticist. To pick up a copy today, just head to Amazon.com or visit us at MamaJumboShrimp.com. Welcome to The Next Generation. I'm Victoria Chancha. Join me as we chat with young Italian wine people shaking up the wine scene. We're going to geek out on a grape or grape fam and then hear about all the wild wine things our guests have been up to, from vineyard experiments to their favorite wine bars. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Next Generation. I know I sound super happy. It's because I'm super caffeinated. I've not had a drop of wine yet. And if you're listening to this in the morning, you know how it feels. The wine will come, though. Today we have a lovely interview coming up. I'm going to keep it as a surprise, though. I always tell you what interviews are happening, so you can skip or you can listen to me for a bit. Because today I chose a really fun, not just great, but great group to introduce. Why? Because I had maybe one of the grapes, it might have been a mix of the grapes in this group, actually don't know, as sparkling wine recently, and I was very intrigued. It is the grape Schiava, so we're going to be talking about the group, I'm going to give you a little intro, and then the next episodes you can hear a little bit more about each of the grapes. So, have you heard about Schiava? If you love Italian wine, probably, if not. Do not feel embarrassed. It's not the most famous Italian grape, but it is a must-know grape, according to, and you know where we're going, the Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0 book. Uh, So, the Scala group has four members, three being more famous, Scala Gentile, Scala Grigia, and Scala Grossa, and then lesser known would be Scala Nera. They're all red grape varietals. And even though they're morphologically similar, Scalva is a group of unrelated varieties. Remember, a group, not a family. In Europe's alpine countries, so not just Italy, Scalva exists outside of Italy, but of course we're focusing on Italy today. All the grapes are characterized by a rugged disposition and make light-bodied, light-colored wine. So Scalva, okay, could be your new favorite for the summer or fall or spring or winter. Or anytime. <laughs> uh, Scala is better known as Tollinger in Austria and Germany and as Vernach in Alto Adige. Okay, we're going to stick to Scala for me because I do not speak German. If anyone does, send your girls some help. And the name Scala possibly refers to the common grapevine training system they share. So I know Scala may sound like the word slave in Italian, but it actually comes from the meaning for vines enslaved in Latin, vines sclavis, um, alluding to the fact that these vines were tied to poles in ancient Roman times. That's a fun fact. Another fun fact is Scalva varieties are almost exclusively grown in Trentino and Alto Adige regions in Italy. You can find a bit of Scalva Nero, though, in Lombardy. And Scalva Grossa is the most popular. Getting into how they taste and smell, we're going to see that all scalvas are generally intensely fragrant with strawberry, violet, and almond notes and make light to medium body wines with high acidity. And though they are charming, they tend to be simple and straightforward when still and dry. 
though sometimes they can be semi-sweet red wines. Depends on the producer, of course. Though old vines have demonstrated that they are capable of imparting surprising concentration and complexity into wines, suggesting that age of vines rather than the subvariety might be key to the quality of Scala. So what differentiates Scala may not be if you have Scala Grigio, Gentile, Grossa, it might just be the vineyard and the terroir. Super interesting. Another little fact before we get to our interview is that oftentimes there's a mix of different kinds of scialas within a wine. They're not always identified in the vineyards. Also, it takes time and money to know exactly which type of grape is in your vineyard, especially if you're a small producer. So just another little hint to focus on viticultural practices because they're important. So without further ado, let's move on to our interview. Ciao, Ting. Welcome to the next generation. Ciao, Victoria. <laughs> I'm very glad to be here. So, how are you feeling? I know you just took the exam. Yeah, uh, still in that stressing atmosphere here. Actually, my brain is still blanket now. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that. It's a very intense exam. I've taken yeah. it, yeah. not with you, two years ago. but Have so passed it? <laughs> uh, I plead the fifth. No, no, but I do plan to take it again. Uh, it's very intense, as you know. Yeah. Were, was there anything about it that you didn't expect? Actually, we started to study uh, for uh, the VIA course just one month before. And also, you know, the English is not our mother tongue. We don't use English in our uh a general life. Mm -hmm. So there are too many uh, words uh, <laughs> relevant of uh, uh, chemistry, geography, uh, geology, and so on. It is it's intense. very yeah intense and very new for us. Very mm, all all of those words are new in our life. <laughs> like I I have met uh, for instance the norisoprenoids. <laughs> I I I didn't even find a Chinese word for it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so I can only remember it in 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 the exact English word, noise. But but I I tend to I tended to understand what it uh sig signified in via, uh through the textbook. Yeah. But yeah, the 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 language is also a problem for us. Yeah, it's hard, especially with those big words that you don't use in everyday life. No. Especially when you're, I mean, you can use the word when you're selling the wine, but it's also more just a technical detail. So, yeah, it, yeah I can and, imagine. And all in Chinese, you know, yeah. because yeah. Yeah, we barely use English in China. So let's talk more about you. Okay. What part of China are you from? Um... I was born in Hunan province, mm -hmm. but I have been lived uh, in Shenzhen for mm. almost six years. Oh, wow. Yeah, in Shenzhen, the uh, southern uh, city in China. Wow. It's, it's funny. I mean, I'm no expert on China, but I do know Hunan food. <laughs> oh, Hunan <laughs> because, food. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> spicy one. Very spicy. Very spicy, yeah. So, yeah, I like spicy food as well. I, I think most of Chinese like uh, spicy food. Yeah, because you have different spices and different sensations. Yeah, yeah. Like in Hunan, the, uh, it's like um, savory spicy. Mm -hmm. But in Sichuan, you, you will have a 
more aggressive spices. Yeah, the numbing spice, spice right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, different kind of spices in uh, spicy food in China. <laughs> are you like a foodie? Do you love food, or are you more wine is like? Yeah, uh, foodie. Um, actually, I'm not that into food. I think I can have any food, uh, any type of food, and any specialties in anywhere. I can adapt to them. Mm -hmm. So, uh, not kind of foodie, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in Guangdong, we uh, the in Guangdong the food is more. Um, salty, mm. uh, more uh, savory, salty, and uh, with the richness of sensation. So uh, it's not that spicy in Guangdong. Yeah. So my ability to uh, to have spicy food ha has gone down. Yeah, come down wow. for years. Uh, that that is true, and I've seen it for me living here in 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 Verona in the Veneto because there's not really spice in the cuisine here. Yeah. You may find things, but back home, I I grew up in an area that has a lot of um, Koreans and. Uh, um, also, there's like Latin Americans, so a lot of um, cuisines that have spice. Yeah, and Koreans food as well. Yes, mm -hmm. and so now it's like every time I have spicy food, I love it. But I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't had the spice in a while. Yeah. So I I understand. Um, is uh, this might be a difficult question because it is always a difficult question. Food okay. pairings, but uh, is there? An Italian wine and a Chinese dish that you could pair together. Actually, we all think uh, we Chinese all mm -hmm. think uh, spicy food is difficult to pair with wine. Mm -hmm. or pair with uh, spicy food, mm -hmm. and Italian wine is most of Italian wines are very uh, have that very um, like we said aggressive sensation because they are in high tannins and in high acidity. So. To be honest, it's not very suitable f uh, for uh, Chinese food. But a special, a particular Chinese food, like I, I have mentioned before, the Guangdong food is very adapted to to pair with uh, uh, Italian wines because it's uh, it has those richness. Uh, I think it's more like um, Emilia Romagna's food. Hmm. Yeah. Are you enjoying this podcast? Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, for fascinating videos covering Stevie Kim and her travels across Italy and beyond, meeting winemakers, eating local food, and taking in the scenery. Now back to the show. Uh, like lasagna, that you, you will, you will feel very salty after you have the. Uh, Guangdong food, so you would uh, wanted to have a wine that uh, that is refreshing with um, high tannins, uh, high acidity, mm -hmm. something like that. Is is there um, a specific dish from um, that yeah. area that you Guangdong? love? Yeah. Uh, mm, dim sum. I don't know oh, if you sum. have heard of. Yeah, it. of course. Yeah. Uh, dim sum is a specialty of Guangdong. Like uh, several little dishes with um, <laughs> ch chicken fingers. Have yeah, the chi did chicken you? Yes, I've had, I've had them. Uh, yeah, with uh, 
very rich uh, sauces mm -hmm. of the chicken fingers and some um, type of uh, bouts. The bows, yeah, the bows, different like yeah. um, the dump, the, not dumplings, but they have the different um, the bows, yeah. Different I know shape, about different fillings, like the yeah, like a little yeah. I'm not saying what it is on the pod, but it's like the everyone, you look up bow. I know what a bow is, just like the folded. It's made out of wheat, no? It's like um, the bow. Uh, bow uh, made yeah. of because it has that kind of like glutinous, like because it's like very chewy. Yeah, some and bit, kind of yeah. uh, have that glutinous, mm -hmm. uh, but. Anyway, there are lots of kind of bows in, <laughs> in Guangdong, so you can match them uh, with. Uh, um, I think this kind of food are very suitable for uh, pairing wines mm -hmm. in China. Yeah. yeah, and I remember that whenever like our cooperators, producers come in China, come in Guangdong, especially, we will take them to Guangdong food to ah. dim sum. Because we can pair wine with it. Absolutely. Yeah, we will treat them with uh, Guangdong food, not the Chinese food, not <laughs> Hunan food. It will be very difficult to choose wine. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and is there one wine, Italian wine, that you think of, like that you would pair with a specific dish, like the chicken? By the way, when she says chicken fingers, she means like chicken uh, feet. Right, the yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, feet. it's okay because if there's Americans, especially listening, they'll think like the fried <laughs> strips oh, as my American. No. <laughs> no, it's not your fault because I was thinking it was like chicken fingers, and I was like, no, but the chicken feet, I've, which yeah, I've had um, and back in New York. Um, yeah, I think there are lots of Chinese restaurants in America. Oh yes, right? yeah, especially New York because we have Flushing which is a big Chinese community in um, Queens, in New York. Okay. And that's where a lot of people go because they have these big banquet halls that do Sunday, well, they do dim sum and it's usually, you know, the weekend you go. Okay. And yes, I've been in multiple times because my good family friend, she's Taiwanese. Mm -hmm. And like sometimes she always goes out there. So sometimes she's like, oh, do you want to have dim sum? And so I've, I've tried a lot of the dishes. But anyways, the wine, is there a specific Italian wine? You know, in China, there are not a lot of uh, Italian wines. Mm -hmm. The most wine you can find, uh, most Italian wine you can find in China are mainly uh, Brunello, Barolo, these uh, this wines from the classic regions. Those from little known regions are rarely imported in China, like uh, uh, those from Valle d'Aosta, from mm -hmm. Trentino do Adige. It's very, uh, there are very few of the, uh, these wines. Mm -hmm. So uh, so we have very limited access to Italian wines, actually. My favorite Italian wine would be uh, Nebbiolo's Barolo wine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because first of all, because uh, in China, we have lots of Barolo's because of its reputation. Mm -hmm grows up also in China, not only in the rest of the world. Um, and, and Barolo, um, it, have, it, has, it, uh, it always has this um, elegant uh, f aromas of flowers, of uh, red rose. Uh, so since those are the wines that are primarily imported in China, mm -hmm. given that the food isn't something necessarily that you would pair with a Nebbiolo, do you typically pair it with foreign dishes there or drink it by itself? Um, I, 
Me personally, I often drink it by itself.、Mm-hmm. I often drink alone in my home <laughs> because I'm I'm not very I don't like very much the、uh, gathering dinner in、uh, gathering like、uh, dinner almost、uh, always is dinner in in China、mm-hmm. because it's it's mostly for、uh, for business.、Uh. So you don't have chance to taste the wines. But I think most of Italian wines like Barolo, Brunello. Uh, are for are for、um, it's like meditation. Yeah,、wise. contemplating. Yeah, you have to、uh, enjoy it by yourself or、mm, a couple of friends,、mm-hmm. like two or three friends, like that.、Uh, it's not a suitable wine. It's not suitable wine for、um, for gathering or for business、uh, gathering. But in China, the wine consumption are mostly for、um, for business for business meeting, like because we like to eat and、uh, <laughs> while you talking about business, it's a kind of culture in China. I mean, that's a great culture to have. <laughs> People are happier when they're fed or they're eating. <laughs> yeah, and so so that's why、um, I think that's. A part of reason that Italian wines are not are not that so、uh, are not so that popular in than、uh, like French wines in China because Italian wine、uh, has that、uh, bold structure. You need you need to give it time to、uh, to breathe to develop the the, the complexity.、Mm, so. But when 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 Chinese people do the、uh, business gathering, business dinner,、um, they don't have time to wait the wine to breathe.、Mm-hmm. So, but、uh, but because it is business relevant, so they will always want the、uh, famous wine, the wines with reputation, with、uh, higher points by critics.、Mm. Those wines. Huh. Interesting. So, And so, as we, you know, start to close out our discussion, I have one last question for you. Okay.、Um, regarding, and and the, I know this is a very big question, so don't feel pressured to answer it <laughs> in its in its in totality. Okay. I I'm not super aware of you know the drinking culture in China for young people,、mm-hmm. but do you see a future of drinking Italian wine? For young people in China, you're very young. So yeah, <laughs> how old are you? Um, I was born ninety four.、Oh, okay, so yeah, you're only what twenty nine. Yeah, yeah, almost thirty. Oh my god! I don't mean to give you the panic. <laughs> don't、okay. worry, I'm I'm twenty seven, so not、okay. far from you.、Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, do, how do you see the future of Italian wine drinking in China, or at least to your area, because China's big,、yeah. among young people? Um, I definitely think the Italian wines will have a future among the younger generation of China because you know that、uh, most of eighties people or seventies people they they like drink label wines、mm-hmm. you know like、uh, Lafitte <laughs> like Homani、uh, Conti like that but for young generation we. Oh, I said we. <laughs> okay, we um we want more. We want something to represent our unique characters 
we want to be different, we want to be unique. So we will choose something uh, maybe uh, less known, but uh, with good quality. Uh, maybe less known, maybe uh, less priced, less priced, lower price, mm. but but with a uh, high quality and a unique character. I think that is the position of Italian wines, because Italian wine is like this. We all know that Italian wine is not that. Um, uh, the, the 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 price of Italian wines are not that high, comparing with uh, French wines mm -hmm. in China, but um, that won't be a problem in younger generation. And we we want some affordable wines. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, not everyone can drink Romanée Comte. Yeah, but you know, in, in China, the 80s, 70s, when yeah. they do business, they always want the expensive wines. Yes. The, they are, uh, we said, label drinkers, mm -hmm. because they only know the labels. Mm -hmm. They don't know the stories, the, um, the content behind the, the wine, and they much don't care about it. Yeah. But, but younger yeah. generation would like something more uh, unique. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that makes me just want to have another podcast with you on the whole discussion of of what, like how wine exists socially in China because it's something I I don't know tons about, but super interesting. Yeah. I just wanted to say thank you so much, Ting, for being on the pod today. Okay, thank you, Victoria. Yes, yes. and um, I wish you the best of luck with your result. Hopefully, and, yes. <laughs> Or else I will come next year. <laughs> yes, and I will be right with you doing it again. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. As always, a big grazie for hanging out with me today. Remember, you can catch me every Sunday on the Italian Wine Podcast. Available anywhere you can get your pods.